Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, everyone. It's Christian here with another episode of the Rad Dad Show. This episode features Steve McDonald, best probably known for uh, starting the band Red Cross, also played in Off, and is currently playing with the Melvins. On top of other things like producing records, acting, true renaissance man. The interview highlights the joyful moments in life and finding laughter. Talk about how fatherhood pulls you out of your self-centeredness. And how fatherhood or having a kid you know, brings your family together. Hope you enjoy this one. Really enjoyed the talk uh, with Steve. Uh, we hope you enjoy it too. Okay, so um, welcome to the Rad Dad Show. Who are you? Um, my name is Steve McDonald. I'm probably known most for uh, my band Red Cross, and I also play in the Melvins. I've played in Off, and and then I've also been um, sort of a side guy for other artists like Beck and Sparks. And that's my music part. And then I've done some acting and things like that and producing records. So I like to think I've just been listening to a Leonardo da Vinci biography. So I'm, I think of myself as a modern Renaissance man now. Oh, I <laughs> love that. Listen to, that. Yeah. Listen to his audio book. <laughs> and, and, and you're a dad, most importantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, first off, I'm a husband <laughs> and, a, and a father. Um, yeah, I have a son, a 10-year-old boy named Alfie. Alfie? Interesting. And, yeah, Alfie. After... His, name's Al, his name's Alfred, but we call him Alfie. Oh, okay. Okay. A uh, 10-year-old. I have I have an 8-year-old boy, so so I, I understand kind of, I guess, what you've gone through a bit. <laughs> Do you consider sure. yourself a, a rad dad? Oh, I like to think so. I mean... I almost feel like that's for someone else to say, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I mean, so far so good. <laughs> we, our kid, if, 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 um, you know, well, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think I have a rad kid for sure. And, um, and obviously some of that is just what is just him, what came out. But if that's any, me- if, if how he conducts himself can be any measure, well, then oh, hopefully that's some proof. But, you know, but once again, that's a trap, too. We, we can't get too invested in uh, how our kids represent, how that it reflects on us. But um, I don't know. I guess when I see him um, doing so well, it does, it does feel a, bit, a little bit confirming. Nice. Maybe that's like- a whole trap, though. We can get into that. I don't know. <laughs> What like so? What you said he's doing well. What how what would you consider doing well? Just him being uh, a happy, well, happy kid, creative, yeah, I mean, not something like. Well, so, doing well. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, one of the things I've found since I've been doing this is that um, since I've been doing this, being a father business. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, but one thing is, um, I didn't. Alfie came along when I was forty-two, so I'm one of those people that. Um, had a really long time to stew in in himself <laughs> and what he's you know his life and um and so I think that um 
Uh, you know, uh, wait, 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 what was the question? Wait, what, what, I was about to go on. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what does it look well? So you mentioned kind of he's doing oh, well. Oh, what does that look like to you? Yeah, right. So um, I, I guess, oh, so this is what I was going to say. It was just that, you know, I had sort of, I, I thought that I actively remember my childhood, but it wasn't until I actually started parenting that I really became very, uh, like, on a, on a very um, on a very core level, became aware of you know what my experience was as a ten year old and I think that um, that from that that 's what I sometimes compare like the lows you know obviously every everybody 's experience is a is a is a mixture of good and bad um, i don 't want to just focus on the bad but i but I definitely those those are some of the things that have come up since i 've been parenting is like, oh, I'll remember what it felt like to be in third grade. Oh, now I remember, you know, not some of the not so nice stuff <laughs> that you say that you start to sort of push into the recesses of your minds. And then they really come up when you're, when you're, you know, maybe, maybe specifically when you're working on challenges, I don't know, but, uh, but as a parent, they come up and, um, and I just see him as, um, I see my kid as not weighed down with as much, um, you know, um, anxiety or, um, uh, he just seems like he's in no rush to grow up, which that was very different than me. Um, you know, I'm known as this musician that started playing very young and I get a lot of attention for that. When Red Cross started, I was 12 years old. Uh, well, I was 11, but we were making records by the time I was 12. So I get a lot of positive, positive attention for how, fast I wanted to grow up. But I also think looking back at it in a lot of ways, I kind of robbed myself of just some of the, the freedom and joy of, of childhood. And, um, and I don't see my kid in any rush to, to trade in those freedoms and joys of childhood for, um, you know, for the freedoms uh, for the perceived freedoms of adulthood, <laughs> right. but you know, as we find out once we grow up, there's that, those freedoms are also saddled with a, you know, a monstrous amount of responsibility. So it's only when we're older that we look back and go, "God, that was we had it pretty good then." <laughs> and, <laughs> and I start, I guess that's a, I guess I sort of see that as a measurement of success. Is that is that this kid, for whatever reason, really seems to enjoy being a kid. And I, 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 I revel in that. I love that. In is, fact, is it, I, I, get a, I get a vicarious hit off of it. Is I, that something you, you know, encourage him? Be a, what's that? Is that something you encourage him in him, or yeah, is it just that I, naturally? What, is that something I encourage in him? What was that? Or, or, is it, or is it just kind of a natural, inherent kind of uh, behavior that he exhibits? Well, I mean, like, once again, nature and nurture, who knows? I mean, I think that right. he is very much who he is, but I also think that some of it's the environment that we've created for him that allows whatever that is in him to flourish. And and that's one of the things I see is that he's just in no rush to grow up. And, and I don't mean that he's like this obnoxious, immature <laughs> irritant or whatever. I, I mean, more like he is in no rush to lose his innocence, you know, like... um whatever, like viewing media together, you know, it's, it's not, he's not always pushing me to expose him to adult content. You know, he's, 
he is quick to if he if I have a reservation about whether or not something's too sexual or too violent, he's the first to be like, Okay, then don't show it to me. Mm. And that's very different than my experience. <laughs> and that could also just be who he is, you know? Um, that could be a, an, an innate quality of his. But um, I would also like to think that we've created an environment that shows him that, um, you know, that there's no rush. There's plenty of time and that that stuff's going to come up um, on its own. And, uh, you know, stuff like the, the part about our physicality, and um, and then also just the hardships of life and and the sadness of violence and things like that. It, that he he knows they exist. We don't live. We're not living in a bubble. But we also know that um, look, we will take that stuff on as it comes. And he just doesn't seem to be in a rush to make it happen anytime in, anytime soon. And I'm I'm really grateful for that. Nice. Do you do you, in terms of that environment and those conversations? Do you have those conversations that are, you know, um, you know what you mentioned gave the example of something if something's too sexual or too violent? Do you, do you have those? What, what's the the? I guess what I'm trying to ask here is what's the the dinner uh, dinner table conversation look like with a ten year old? Is it, you know, let's talk about this particular media thing. Let's talk about what we saw on the news, or is it? Is it more? I find that I find well, yeah. I mean, well, another thing is we have a very permissive household too, <laughs> and so we don't put a lot of limits on like screen time. I mean, we put limits on on what it is someone's viewing. But so when you bring up dinner, it's like he's usually watching dinner, watching. He's usually eating dinner, watching sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, which is funny because as an example, that sounds more like an old dad thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just who he is. It's, but it's nothing, you know, his entry. Uh, but, you know, but to answer the question on what, you know, what are the topics? I mean, I'm just sort of fine that I, the, the, the moment when we have the most in-depth conversations is when I stop trying to steer the conversation. If I stop, if I stop trying to have an agenda about what I'm trying to um, extract from him, which topics I want to know about, and I just kind of get on board with where he is and what his interest is, then we have a very meaningful interaction. So you know, and basically, you know, and his interests are um, pretty varied, but um, but for the most part, uh, you know, he's going to want he he you know, sports is a great topic, and it's funny because. I grew up with a disdain for sport. <laughs> In fact, when I found out I was going to be a dad, um, my first concern was, oh, my God, what if he's into sport? I mean, when I first found out I was going to be a dad to a boy, because, you know, we got the we got the um, gender results ahead of time. And, um, and uh, my first concern, well, my first thought was, oh, my God, it's healthy. That's so incredible, amazing. And then it was like, Oh boy, what the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> what if he's into sports? I don't know anything about it. And then, and then, um, and then all of a sudden, I just took this pot. I mean, I just had this moment of clarity. Where I was like, oh well, if he's into sports and you know nothing about it, well, he's gonna start with knowing nothing about it too. So, um, if he shows an interest in it, you get to learn with him. Oh, that's and great. I love that perspective. Yeah, and 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 it's so crazy because I gave me, uh, you know, that, that that calmed me in the moment, having that thought, 
And then it turned out to be exactly what happened. But what I didn't expect was that not only would I learn about it with him, it would open this whole other world up for me of, uh, you know, a field of interest that I'm enthusiastic about and I can share with other family members that we all share with other family members. He he likes all sports, but, he, but his number one is basketball. And um, my parents have been huge basketball fans my entire life, but I just never took to it, which is really also funny because my brother and I, the only children of our parents, are, um, we're both over six foot, and my brother is like six <laughs> six. He's six six, and people would always ask us, do you play basketball? And they'd be so disappointed when we'd say no, <laughs> and, uh, and which I grew to resent at some point. And, um, and now, uh, you know, now I'm almost like, damn, why didn't I play basketball? <laughs> I see, you know, it's such a, a public uh, statistic, like what they, how much money they make and things yeah, like no, that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate, you know, I just think that, uh, but just to go back to the, you know, what are the topics and what do I find? You know, I mean, like if I just ask them, you know, the thing, the questions I always probe that usually go nowhere, you know, the classics like, how was school? What did you learn today? That, that generally goes nowhere. And, um, and then I tried, start, I started trying this one thing where I said, who made you laugh the most at school? Like, who made you almost pee your pants? And just trying to conjure those, those joyful moments. And I would often, you know, picking him up from school, he kind of just, he's all business. He doesn't want to talk about anything. He just wants to get in the car and, and whatever. And he wants to get home and play a video game or something. And, um, but I've found that that question, I've asked it over and over, and it started to become a bit of a thing between us. And then, and, and uh, like a positive thing. And, and I would start, it was, I wouldn't immediately get a result. And then in time, I would start to get a response to that question. He would bring it up to me about who made him laugh. And, and, um, you know, and I don't know. I, to me, there's just something really nice about that rather than, um, you know, because I mean, I think that I recognize now in my life that um, that's the moments. Those are the moments that I, that I want to cultivate more. Those are the moments that I want to be very aware of having as I'm having. You know, that that joyful moment of of pain, of, of laughing so hard that you almost pee your pants. And uh, <laughs> and who are the people to bring that to our world? And and how can we bring that to other people? And just those kinds of thoughts, you know, I don't know. I, I, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. Not at all. I'm a school teacher. So being a school teacher, I can kind of attest to that, you know, as much as I'm a fan of, of school and, you know, I obviously I'm a teacher. I've been doing it 20 years and it's really, I look back at my career and, and think about the moments that I've had with students, for example, and the ones that stick out are the ones that not, you know, what I taught them in a physics classroom, but it was, you know, the laughs that we had or the jokes that we have. And like, those are the memories that and I yeah. think it's it's easily kind of transferable, you know, to, between a, like a father-son type relationship as well. That's cool. Uh, what, what grade do you teach? I teach high school. I teach high school science. Oh, um, wow. Great. Yeah. What, what, and, so like 10, like all grades in high school? Yeah, that would be grade. Here it's grade. I guess it's the same there too. Grade 10, 11, and 12 we have. So that would be oh, right. okay. 14 wow. to 15 to, to yeah, 16. Wild. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. And that's cool that we did that. Did you ever teach in junior high? Yeah, I taught I taught a junior high class. I, I taught out of school earlier in my career where we were junior high and 
seen high and uh, yes. definitely a, a different monster. The <laughs> well, maybe you could remember you being in junior high. I remember being in junior high too. It's the, the raging hormones and all of that. It was uh, yeah, they're, they're quite yeah, uh, interesting being. I, I didn't have a positive junior high experience, oh. so that's why I ask. And then I. I'm curious to know. Yeah, I mean, I imagine the high school students are much more um, reasonable than the, the junior high students. Most most days, I teach certain like like I said, science, and so I teach mainly physics. And so the the students that take physics tend to be on a right, different path, sure. I, I guess. I guess so. I've been quite fortunate in the fact. Right, that's great. That's, that's great. A ton of stuff, and it's been fun. Uh, right, what is some, not a not a not, not a lot of disciplinary issues in the f- physics class. No, it's it's more of you know okay, let's talk about how the world was created, kind of thing. Like those kind of wow. questions sometimes that I don't have the answer to. It's like, well, I don't have a PhD in physics, but oh, that's a great question. Let's look at that. Let's look into that. That's that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, you always have a little bit of discipline issues every once in a while, but sure. not not nothing really unmanageable. Yeah, that's great. Well, what are some traits that you think make one a rad dad? What are some traits what that make you think make uh, that you think make one a rad dad? Oh, what are traits that make one a rad dad? Um, yeah, if okay. you were to say, you know, that dad's pretty rad. Well, why would you say that about him? <laughs> well, um, I mean, I think first off, he he's got to be in love with this kid, <laughs> and uh, you know. Uh, that being a big focal point in that dad's life. That's, I, that's what I, that's one aspect I, I definitely respect. Uh, as a musician, I've obviously I've known many people that have had children uh, at an inconvenient time in their life. And, and, you know, a lot of us are on the road a lot. So, um, you know, I've known, you know, just very, the, 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 Example. I've known a lot of examples of of parenting that is just you know what you don't want for either for either party. The the obviously the kid, but then also the dad because I think that's probably a horrible weight to carry around, um, knowing that you just couldn't um, be present is tough. Um, I think another thing that so but not to get on the negative too much, just that. You know, just that being in love with your kid, that's just rules, you know. And, um, yeah, because a lot of people, I also think it's its kind of, it's, I mean, I know parents talk to each other. They deal, they deal with the hardships of, par- of parenting sometimes by talking crap about their kids. And that can be kind of, you know, uh, you know, in an irreverent, funny, kind of dark humor way. And that's cool and all. But at, ultimately, I just, I, I feel like... Um, I don't know. I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to call him an asshole. Really, you know. <laughs> I I just I'm in love with him, and 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 the stuff that the stuff that comes up that he's, um, you know. I mean, I guess I just always. I, yeah, yeah. I guess so. That, so this leads me to the next level. I guess um, I do a lot of thinking out loud. Clearly, <laughs> but um, you know, just to be really accountable. You know, because I think that you know we're modeling for our kids and, and, you know, if we see something we don't like, it's usually a mirror and that, and the thing we don't like the most is the stuff that is, is, is we recognize in ourselves the most. And, and I just think that, um, 
you know, so I mean, I don't know, just keeping that stuff in mind and, 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 you know, not, you know, I don't know. Maybe there are examples of, I never really believed in bad seeds until my kids are going to school. <laughs> I never believed in medicating kids at all until I, until I started, uh, you know, being a, a parent at a school. And then at times, and then there were some kids where it's like, oh my God, that kid is taking up all the bandwidth in the class. Someone please drug him immediately. <laughs> uh, not my kid, someone else's kid. <laughs> and it's the first time I'd ever thought that way because, you know, a lot of times these kids are, um, you know, uh, they just take up all the, all the attention of the classroom um, with that behavior. But, um, but anyway, so, but to, to go back, I was trying to say that, um, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I just try to reflect, be, be, you know, mindful, you know, be reflective of, if I see something I don't like, consider, you know, what, what am I bringing to the table that's getting this result? And, you know, and so, you know, I don't know. That's just something I try to do in my life in general, if, rather than just, you know, being a victim or my kid being a victim. Also, I think it's trying to pass that idea down, too, to always think, well, what's our part in this situation? You know, that idea that, um, you know, we can't really change anybody else or what they think. Um, all we can really do is um, tweak our own behavior and our own perspective and our own framework in which we see everything. And so... Um, I guess I would think that that's a good quality is um, people coming from a, that kind of place and um, and trying to pass that on to their kids. Um, I don't know. Those kind of things, I mean, I, I think um, you should be gentle with your kids. I don't think you should hit them. <laughs> I think rad dads don't do that. I, but, you know, it's sad because it wasn't that long ago. I mean, my parents generally, I used to get smacked as a kid and yet I still think my dad is a rad dad, but you know, but it was, you know, he's, that was, he grew up in the the forties and the fifties and it's a whole other generation. And, um, you know, so I guess there's that too, you know, a rad dad is going to be not just someone that is going to continue on with the cycles and um, maybe the out-of-date parenting concepts that they were brought up in, and um, and and maybe and and not to just like dismiss these things full stop as well, you know. Try to try to take the good stuff out of what they may have shown you, and then you reject the bad stuff. You know, my my parents have incredible, um, you know, uh, they have a really great work ethic and. I think they definitely passed that along to me. Um, their disciplinary <laughs> uh, uh, practices were not great, <laughs> and I have I have I have extracted that. I have pulled that out of my repertoire, and um, so that's another thing that around that does, I guess you know. In what ways has fatherhood changed you? Um, well, I mean. I still am a bit self-reflective, so I, I can't say that I've become um, completely, um, you know, um, exercised of my self-centered demons, but, I, but more than anything, it's the one thing more than any other thing that really pulls you out of your, um, your self-centeredness and um, 
and you know, uh, so I think that's a big change. You know, it's good. That's that's a relief in a lot of levels of um, taking yourself out of that place of you know your problems being so important and the center of a universe. Um, I think it's a, it's a much much healthier place to be when you've been completely humbled, um, keeping an infant alive for a year. Um, and that might sound dramatic, putting it that <laughs> way, but it, that's essentially what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially if you know about history, it's like, well, I mean, obviously we have a, a great tools now uh, of modern medicine, but, you know... Um, but it's also just the actions and the attentions we take, I suppose. Um, I have a lot to do with it, too. You know, the mortality rate for children um, was really high not very long ago, you know, only 100 years ago, um, you know, the, the percentage of kids that made it past five years old was, uh, you know, relatively small compared to nowadays. <laughs> so. It's funny, you know, when you don't think about it in our modern lives, we don't think on that kind of brutal level, but, you know, your body knows it. And when you're in it, it feels like that, you know, to me it did at least. I mean, I remember the fear of when he first came home of like, you know, oh my God, you know, it, it's literally, um, it does like, I, uh, you are in jeopardy of really fucking up. And, um, and that is a, and that is a big, um, motivator, <laughs> massive motivator and it changes you, I think. Um, so, you know, there's that. And then, um, I don't know, maybe I, I, I think that I've also just, I've learned to think more, um, big picture, you know, I realize now because when you see a person grow up so quickly, you know, he's 10 years old now. I mean, he really, I mean, I know that's a, those are cliches, but it does go so fast. And um, changing his diapers is really just, you know, it feels like <laughs> yesterday. It feels like I was so, I already felt old by this point. You know, it doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't, I mean, inside, I think of myself as internally youthful, but just I had already been through so much of life at that point. I did, when I think um, it seems like it was yesterday. And so that really brings home this thing of how precious time is. And, um, you know, and so there's just a new importance. And that's probably just also getting older. I've turned 50. I'm 52 now. And, so now we now I think more in decades and <laughs> yeah I do you know I think about like well okay well the action I take now um, you know the habits I have in my daily life now how will you know what's going to be the outcome of those on my 60th birthday and mm-hmm. what and before I was a father I could never think in those kind of um, long term projections. Uh, and and it can inspire, you know, better living today, you know, when there's, but, you know, which is hard because the the immediate results are, are slow, you know, things like being healthy and, you know, thinking like, well, you know, um, you know, so I might be, I might still be alive when I'm in my 80s, but what will the quality of my life be? I don't know. 
But then I think, oh, but now I've got this kid, and he's going to be in his you know 30s or 40s, and I, I want to keep up with him. I want to yeah. enjoy that. I really, really want to enjoy that time, and um, I want it to be of the best possible quality uh, because not just so that I can enjoy um, – you know, uh, traveling the world with my wife, hopefully, but also so that I'm really, um, um, you know, present and active part of his life. And he really gets as much um, out of the relationship as possible. So, you know, those kinds of thoughts and that, 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 those kinds of things motivate me more now than ever and um, that's all a direct result of taking on the responsibility of being a, a parent. Nice. You, you touched on a little bit on this this question. Uh, did you have any fears about becoming a dad? You, so, would you, you're kind of relatively late in the in the dad game. You know, being forty, I'm forty two yeah. now. Um, yeah. And, you know, is, was that yeah, kind of right. a fear, or is, is it still a fury? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, also I'm a musician. Um, you know, which typically a very, um, um, you know, uh, it's not a very, uh, you don't have a lot of security. You don't necessarily know where your next paycheck's coming from. So it's not the best career because obviously, you know, it's expensive being a dad. It's really expensive. And, and so I had a lot of fear. And, I, and, and how is it expensive? You don't know, but you just hear that stuff. Right. So there was a lot of fear around that about the um you know earn being a good enough earner to um to make that work and then also just um you know just just the fear of like will my instincts kick in will 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 I be able to um uh you know handle uh you know being in a kids world for for years on end, and with you know small amounts of adult stimulus, stimulation, and uh, which is that's the earlier years when you you know you're you're holed up in a house with you know yoga gabba gabba or whatever, and you haven't had an adult conversation in months. Um, <laughs> that, that you know that's a moment that um, it, it can be intimidating, <laughs> and uh, but you know. Uh, you know, but I think that I I pretty much knew I always wanted it, um, but I was nervous, and um, and that's another reason I think that um, I wanted to be you know a little bit further along. Part of it's you know the choice of career, the unstable income, but then also just wanting to have um, a better sense of myself. Uh, I think that we. You know, we were try. We kind of had a little problem towards the end. I think we would have happened a little earlier in our in in a, in a um, best case scenario. I mean, best case scenario is what happened. But I mean, um, you know, had we had more of the choice. But but for the most part, you know, I just I think I wanted to be have have a, a sense of wisdom under my belt um, because I think you know so much the the most one of the most important things we have to do is show our kid how to deal with um, anxiety producing um, situations in our life. And I think that it, you know, it's real slow growth for me. I can freak out still 
<laughs> when everything kind of hits me at once and there's lots of, you know, things tugging at my attention and, um, and then, you know, financial concerns or time concerns or whatever it is, you know, deadlines. But, you know, I think that, you know, my parents were under a lot of stress when I, when my brother and I were kids and, and how they dealt with it. Um, I still see that they're still around. They're still together. Thank God. I'm grateful. Um, but you know, I just think it's, uh, it takes that to me is the one thing that I'm very conscious about in my, um, in my behavior, but what I'm showing him is this idea of being competent and taking a breath during um, when we got a problem to solve and just how we're going to move forward with trying to solve a problem. And I think that I've only recently gotten decent at it. Um, I still have a long ways to go. Only took but... you 52 years, yes. What's that? <laughs> Only took you fifty-two years and a and a kid, a sidekick kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, you know, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, that's part of it. So yeah, I guess you know, there's those other cliches about like you know, you know, you, oh, you're waiting till you're, you'll never feel ready. You'll never feel ready. You just have to dive in and things like that. So I mean, some of it is that's true, and you can't wait for perfection in all your moments in life. You just kind of have to work with what you have a lot of times and. That can apply, but with with the decision to have a kid now. But um, you know, uh, but I will also interject that people that don't want to have children, I would always say, uh, being a, being a parent is 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 nothing. It's, it's not something that anyone should be talked into. That <laughs> if if there's a big discrepancy between two people, um, I wouldn't go down the path, the temptation of trying to talk your partner into it, because once you get there, when the shit hits the fan, <laughs> um, they're going to resent you for it because yeah. the shit will hit the fan. It definitely will hit the fan. And, you, you know, you both have to know that you got yourself into this by your, on your own. And then it was your own. Dis- I mean, these, I mean, whatever, everybody's, I, I shouldn't get on a soapbox, but, um, you know, everyone's situation's different, but um, I just know that those are the kinds of things I've tried to do, and that's part of how why I've waited, and um, and I think it's one of the reasons why um, uh, if there if I, if there is any measure of success in my parenting, in him being a good kid, as we say, um, well then some of that some of that thinking ahead had to do with it some of the decision-making that went into it and being like waiting and, and, you know, trying to be in a more secure place uh, internally and externally. Nice. What are some of the most rewarding aspects of being a dad? The what? Most excellent. Rewarding aspects of being a dad. Oh, oh, um, oh, you know, uh, it, it, uh, what, what could I say? The most rewarding aspects well, you know, I just think that, well, him, he's just, you know, his personality, seeing it uh, unfold, seeing the person unfold, or just supporting that person, too. Like, 
I remember before he was verbal, you know, and just wanting to know, you know, because that's part of it. You know, you're, uh, you're that first year or a first couple of years, you're just, you're trying to be an, it's like you're an interpreter. You're trying mm-hmm. to interpret what all these nonverbal cues mean. And I know that there's a, a very general checklist. It's like, you know, you know, hungry, dirty, you know, diaper change, or do you need a nap? You know, so it's one of those three, or gas, you know. But but also, but you just, you, I was learning about his personality long before he could speak it. And I think that, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. Uh, certain elements of his personality were coming out, and I, I just, uh, I, I would think that it might be a general thing he was expressing but then as he got older i realized oh that was a very specific thing that you were expressing that was you were you were expressing who you are and now that you've got words to do it i i recognize that's who you were when you were six months old too (laughs) and you didn't have the words yet and this is incredible and 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 so that's like really rewarding i think to to see that happen and then to try to be in tune with it and try to be as supportive as you can for um who you know who you um how you to what you're be able to how you're able to interpret who they are what they're expressing how how you can cater to that um and how well you can do that is you know and and then you get these little tiny bits of of affirmation that you were right or you know or the flip side that now you're wrong try a different approach <laughs> but but each time you know you meet, you get there it's it's it, it, when you get to a milestone or whatever it's it's remarkably rewarding and then you know and then just all the you know they they also bring people together kids bring people together and that is incredible you know really um it's it it can really bring a family together in a lot of ways. I mean, um, his eternal grandfather um, is kind of a tough nut to crack, and he's a great guy. I love him. Uh, but he's yeah, he's a bit uh, of a, uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, he's just a bit um, cantankerous. He can get into <laughs> his own little world, and it's funny, and we can all kind of be lighthearted about it. But it, this kid really brings him out of that, unlike any other I've ever, in, in a way that I've never, that his mother's never seen also. And um, his wife, I mean, his daughter, my wife, um, has never seen. And that is just, it just makes you so happy. You're like, wow. Um, it's so neat to see this person that you think is special. And then you see these like miraculous things happen, like, making a grand like this tight bond with a grandfather and pulling out these qualities of this human that you've known for 30 years that you've never seen um is is spectacular and it's and it it it, it feels really nice i had a strong i like grandpa grandpa stories i had a strong relationship with my uh grandpa who passed away a number of years ago but so i can kind of relate to that uh, i love that love yeah. doing that can you describe the cool. relation, relationship with your dad a little bit? What was that like? And, what, and is there that? the relationship with your dad? What was that like? Kind you of mean me up? as a kid? Yeah, yeah, you. Oh, well, my dad is a tough guy. Um, 
He's sweet. I love him. But um, he was scary when I was a kid. <laughs> My dad is um, like, you know, anybody knows about Red Cross, I think of this is like these beautiful androgynous boys with long hair and or snotty, mischievous teenager kind of attitude and obsessed with television. And we weren't tough guys. <laughs> and um, my dad is like, he could have been like a professional motocross rider. And um, he's, uh, he's always been into sports and he, um, he's a, he's a welder. Um, he's um, a precision welder. It kind of has like a bit of like a blue collar tough guy vibe about him. And he was also a physical disciplinary. So that was intense. Um, so, you know, growing up, I, I, I don't think I got as much out of my dad as I wish I had, you know, um, because I was kind of cut off by, um, some of his, uh, just, I don't know. I mean, another thing is like, when I think about, I was talking earlier about, you know, being stressed out and stuff. I mean, I think that my dad was under intense stress when I was growing up and, and he didn't always handle it well and um and so you know and that's another reason why i think i'm trying to do the opposite the best i can and i don't always achieve that i another thing is when i don't if i have some kind of outburst like can't find the keys and i make everybody turn the house upside down <laughs> and I'm freaking out screaming fuck the whole time um which did happen a couple of years ago uh <laughs> We had a big conversation afterwards, and we really talked about it. I'm quick to apologize. That's the other thing. I really try to model, um, you know, uh, solving problems, you know, uh, resolving issues. And, I mean, not a a crazy place of, like, reapproaching something over and over and over, um, but that, you know, that I don't try to pick at things that that need to be left alone. But... um, but that's important for me. And, and so I think that, and a part of, part of that probably has kind of been like, you know, by, I got some negative modeling as a kid <laughs> and I don't want to cut my parents. I'm going to love them. I love yeah, them so much. Yeah. I'm so grateful they're around. And so that's the other part is I think that, um, uh, you know, so now I'm really lucky that I'm one of these people that, um, in his fifties has his parents still, and they're, they're totally there you know, physically and mentally. And I'm really trying to get the most out of that. And, you know, and then once again, that's just back to that rewarding thing about being a parent is that, you know, my dad, the tough guy has never been more gentle and softer and, um, just can just, it can just rip your heart out with sweetness when you see him with his grandchildren mm-hmm. and, and how gentle he is. And, um, you know, you see this other side that as the, the child, you didn't, as the, the child of, you didn't necessarily get to see until later. And, you know, I don't know. And that's, that's not the case for everybody. And as I'm really, really lucky and I'm very grateful about that. Nice. Um, shifting gears a bit, just the career, you know, current projects. Do you have anything kind of on the go with your um, bands or... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I'm a musician and 
the modern musician is in the business of creating large gatherings. The larger, the better. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're in a bit of uh, we're in a bit of a holding pattern right now. Yeah. Uh, us crew, us people, but. Um, but no, there are lots of things on the horizon. You know, um, there's uh, Red Cross have three reissues coming out this summer. Um, two of them on Third Man Records. Um, oh, nice. Those are vinyl only reissues. It's uh, from two two records we did in the '90s. One called Face Shifter, another one called Show World will be available on Third Man Vinyl um, in May. And then Merge Records is putting out. A 40th, a 40th anniversary edition of our first EP, which was um, spelled R-E-D-C-R-O-S-S, and that's from when I was 12 years old. Um, and, um, and we added um, demos to it, so it's the initial six songs, and then now, there's, and now we've, we had some demos that we recorded during that same era, and then someone, and then I recently found a, a live recording from that first year. Um, so we re- included one of those songs from it, and um, and that's really neat. I'm excited about that. We were supposed to do a bunch of touring this summer on those releases, and now um, that's kind of up in the air for now. Um, as of now, we have one show booked in uh, in Los Angeles in July on July 26th, um, which is a um, was scheduled to be sort of like a, um, a a celebration of that 40th anniversary release, and the idea would be that we would get a bunch of um, past members to join us, whoever we could wrangle. Um, oh, fun! Yeah, so that would, that that's that's a great idea. I mean, that's a great party that will either happen on July 26th or it will have to be postponed to a later date, but it will definitely happen. Um, there's a European tour in the fall. Um, that hopefully will happen, and um, and you can check all these things on RedCross.com. Um, and once again, if those dates, for for whatever reasons, can't happen, they will be rescheduled. Um, and then looking into 2021, Red Cross will definitely be doing some kind of um, big tour of North America. We haven't been to Canada for a while. We haven't been to Edmonton and in a long time and uh, we'd love to come back we've been there since 93 or 94 i don't think um so all that stuff and then i'm in the melvins and the melvins are always busy and uh, i know that uh this year really threw a lot of stuff off because buzz was supposed to do a solo uh buzz has a solo record coming out in august so he's supposed to do a lot of touring to support that solo record in 2020 and red cross was going to do a bunch of stuff in 2020 uh, now it looks like in 2021 we're going to have to be we're going to have to go back to the the regular way that I've been doing my last 10 years, which is uh, very very um, uh, uh, very delicate scheduling of uh, multiple projects and that I have multiple um, moving parts. So. Um, I guess there'll probably be lots of Melvins and Red Cross touring in 2021. When exactly, I'm not sure. We're going to have to iron all that out. But So those are the, the main things on top of my head. Right on. Cool. Last question. Any fatherly words of wisdom to the Rad Dads or any new dads out there listening to this? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fatherly words of wisdom. I mean, I don't know. I think that I... 
I think I I kind of gave you all all my my greatest hits. <laughs> okay. So That's far. Fine. Let's get. <laughs> but um, you, how about a dad joke? Can you end with a dad joke? Do you got one? Oh, uh, I think. Uh, well, if you ask Alfie, all my jokes are dad jokes. Funny. The the one thing I always think of, and this doesn't work anymore because uh, kids. Uh, because yeah, of the times, but I always think of a, a bazooka Joe um, um, joke. I remember when I was a kid, that was the funniest thing, and I was like five years old, um, which was, um, what did the big chimney say to the little chimney? I don't know. You're too young to smoke. <laughs> there we go. Let's end it with that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate your time, really appreciate your insight and uh, your, your sharing um, your answers. Thank you. I guess the only other thing I would say to the young dads is that um, the diaper you change today, might, well, maybe not this one, but appreciate the diaper changing. Do it. Get get your hands dirty because it will end. It all ends. <laughs> so, and at some point you might actually look back fondly on those diapers. You will. You definitely will. So just, you know, just enjoy all of it, even the stuff you think of as is um, mindless chore. Okay. Well, thank you. So All much. right. There we go. Uh, I'll keep you posted. You. Uh, again, really appreciate your time. Have uh, a wonderful day and hope uh, you and your family are safe during this uh, wacky time. Yeah. Thanks so much, Christian. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye.